anniversary of the Toronto Blessing, which was a revival and outpouring of the Holy Spirit in, uh, back in 1994. 1994. And so uh, that was an incredible time. And, uh, and one of the things I loved was they were talking a lot about the next generation rising up. Um, and, and generation doesn't mean just younger people. Generation is you, amen. There's a next generation of people rising up, amen. But specifically, they did call up the young people uh, under 30. Thank the Lord, I'm still under 30, so I got to go up. I was like, don't say under 25 or under 18. And... Um, and they called us up and we had people like Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, uh, John Arnott, mighty men and women of faith lay hands on all the young people. And, uh, and I heard God say to me that this generation of young people is going to become so good at receiving from God, so good at experiencing His presence, they're going to be overflowing and they're going to lead other people into encounters with Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. That's so important. See, this generation that we live in and the younger generation rising up, they're, they're hungry for the gospel, but they're just looking for it everywhere else. They're hungry for Jesus. And so uh, I want to invite Amy up, uh, if she can grab a microphone. And, uh, and she's got a short testimony to share, and I believe that that's going to encourage you today. Go for it. Hi, everyone. Hello, Amy. <laughs> um, so when we were over at um, Catch the Fire in Toronto... As Dean said before, they prayed for people under the age of 30. So that was really awesome seeing, like, we had Heidi Baker, like, literally touch you <laughs> and pray for you and release the anointing that she had um, over all of us. And we all received it in such a tangible way. Like, we could feel the anointing over us and yeah. we we're rolling on the floor and laughing and crying. And it was so funny. <laughs> and... Um, after they gave us or imparted to us, they told us to, like, let, like, go wild on each other, let it loose. And they told us to start praying for other people um, as we were all on the floor. And it was really powerful because, like, um, normally when you, like, pray for someone and you feel like it's just, like, your own little anointing and it's not much. But after being prayed for, we felt really, like, empowered and strengthened and... Um, the calling and the anointing that God had for us. And there was like a real spiritual shift and growth that we could feel as soon as they prayed for us. And um, there was one girl after I got prayed for, um, God like told me to pray for her and give her this word and I just thought it wasn't much. But it really touched and impacted her in a way that I never thought ever actually would. And like she was learning her identity again, which was really sweet to see. And it was, it was just absolutely amazing just knowing that what had been given to us that we could use and then when we used and functioned in the anointing that um, we had received that great things would happen. Um, and they had a real big emphasis when we were over at the conference that when you get given an anointing or when something is imparted to you, you don't just do nothing with it, you actually need to do something with it. Otherwise, there's really no point in getting an anointing and receiving something if you're not going to use it because yeah. you can't yeah. touch other people and see God influence other people through yeah. you. So I just really want to encourage you all that when you pursue God's presence, just do it like with the intention that you want to use what he's giving you yeah. to touch other people as well as yourself. 
and just to chase after the impartation because it doesn't just impact you, it impacts so many other people. Mm. So just chase after it. Remember that's why you receive it. And I just hope you feel really encouraged by that. Come on. Amen. So lift your hands. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power at work in our lives. And I decree over every single person today that they are incredibly good at receiving and incredibly good at giving it away. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So open your Bible with me to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. You'll be hearing this passage a lot uh, over this next year. One of my favorites, a great passage. It's our theme uh, for the year is anointed. You are anointed. Amen. So I want to read this out to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on. For He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. And He has sent me to heal. I'm going to say that again. And, uh, and some of you who don't usually say amen, you can say amen to that. Some people who say amen, you can give out a shout. You know, do something different. He has sent me to heal. Woo! Come on. That was a little bit better. He sent me to heal. Every single believer is sent by God to heal people. Physically heal, physical healing I'm talking about. There's spiritual healing, there's healing of the soul, but I'm talking about, about physical healing here. Every single believer, every born-again believer, the person who believes in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour is sent by God and anointed by God to heal people. Mark chapter 16 Verse 17 to 18 says that these signs shall follow who? Those who believe. That's you today. Those who believe. And it lists off a lot of cool signs. I love the signs and wonders. And it says at the end, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Come on. You'll get it. You're going to get it today. Good. You lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Every single believer is anointed by God to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Your family, your friends, yourself. Amen? Sickness has no power over the anointing of God. Disease has no power over the anointing of God. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, and with power. And what did he do? He didn't just sit there in his chair. He went around doing good works. He went around healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. Now, I know Jesus is seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father, but Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit, also lives in you today. That means the same power of the Holy Ghost the same anointing, the same Jesus Christ is pouring his life through you. The healer lives within you today. 
I said the healer lives within you today. Jesus Christ, the healer, lives within you. Oh, well, that was just for back then. Well, tell that to God. Tell that to the one who still heals. God hasn't retired. He's not sitting back on his sofa. It says he's a lion. He's, he's a lion. He's, a lion. he's risen as a lion of the tribe of Judah, and he's roaring on the earth through you. Amen? Amen. Come on. Jesus is ruling and reigning on the earth through you, through his people by the power of the Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 says, Christ in you, Jesus Christ living in you is the hope of glory. The word hope means a joyful and confident expectation. The word glory is the Greek word doxa, and it means God's opinion, God's power, God's presence showing up in your life. Christ in you, Jesus living his life through you is the confident expectation in your life that you'll see people healed, that you'll see people set free, that you'll destroy the works of the enemy. Come on. I was speaking uh, to God this time last year, actually. And I'm like, Lord, what do you, what, what's your heart for this year, not only for my life, but for your people, for Hope City, for your youth, etc., etc. And he said to me, I want to see people healed. I want to see more physical healings. And then I was looking back on last year. So that was at the start of last year. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I was looking back on last year. And I thank God because I saw multiple healings. Amen. I saw, I saw sickness leave people. I saw, we saw our, our youth as well. And, uh, and my wife, Beck, we saw sickness leave people. We saw organs healed. We saw blood disorders healed. We saw allergies leave people. We saw kidney disorders healed. Uh, we saw backs healed. We saw knees healed. We saw shoulders healed. Come on. And I said, thank you for that, Lord. And he said to me, there's so much more. There's so much more. You're only just scratching the surface. And so it was great last year, but I want 10 times more this year. I want 100 times more this year. Come on. Who wants that? Amen. So as you figured, I'm going to teach on healing today because every single person has the anointing and power of God in them to heal people. Every single person, every one of you in this room, everyone listening on live stream, we welcome those listening on live stream. If you listen on YouTube during the week, this message is for you. You're anointed to heal. So I'm going to teach on healing. Um, we're going to look at the, the foundational truths on healing. Uh, we've got to make sure that we're believing correctly. So I just want to iron out the theology of healing, on healing. And then uh, we're going to look at how God's anointing flows through you to heal, biblically. I'm going to show you how the anointing of God to heal people will flow through your life, okay? It will. Uh, notice I didn't say it, it might flow. No, it will. Amen? And, uh, and I realize that as you're preparing for a message like this, healing can be a, a, a very sensitive topic for people. We've all faced health issues, and I'm sure there's people in this room and you're facing them right now. Maybe you've been facing them for years and years and years. And so I'm very sensitive to that, and so is the Holy Spirit. And He is the master healer. Amen? Yeah. And so 
What I would ask from you, and I say this a, a bit, but it's really important, is that you don't elevate your experience above the Word of God, because if you do that, then you're putting faith in your experience rather than faith in God's Word. And Hebrews 4 says, if you don't mix faith with the message, you're not going to receive anything. So you've got to mix faith with what is being preached. You've got to mix faith with the Word of God. So if your experience is that you've never been healed, you've never seen healing, or you're struggling with a health issue right now, and you're not in a great place, I would just encourage you throughout this message, keep your heart open. God wants you to receive from Him. And the way we do that is by having an open heart. Amen? And so I would just encourage every single person, keep your heart open and let your faith arise. Who wants to see their friends healed? Who, who wants their, when their friend comes to them and say, I've got a cold or I've got, I have to go to the doctors for this health issue, that you can see them healed? You lay hands on them and they're healed. We want that? Good. We're all on the same page then. So turn with me to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. This is a great scripture. I encourage you, if, if you haven't meditated upon this one, get it into your heart. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering. This is talking about Jesus. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. Come on. Now turn with me to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Verse 16. When evening came, this is Jesus, many who were demon-possessed were brought to Jesus and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. So what we just read, Jesus is fulfilling this. He took up our infirmities and he bore... Our diseases, our sicknesses. Come on. So people who say, some people say Isaiah 53 is not talking about Jesus. Well, let the Bible, let the Word interpret the Word. And it just says that that's about Jesus. He took up on the cross. This is talking about the life and then the lead up to the cross and the death of Jesus Christ. He took up, he bore all our infirmities and all our diseases. He was pierced. For our transgressions, that's sin, our sin against God. He was bruised for our iniquity. Iniquity is the stronghold of sin over your, over your life, over the human race. He was, he was punished for our peace. And by his wounds, we were healed. By his wounds, we were healed. Jesus, you have to see this now. Jesus took up, he bore in his body every sickness disease and physical infirmity upon himself on the cross. That's why he was so marred. That's why you could not recognize him. Think about this, to cut, for God to cut a covenant biblically, all he needed was a life, a blood. That's what he needed, life and blood. So why did Jesus have to go through all that beating and bruising? Why did he have to go, get through all that whipping and lashing and his flesh being torn apart? 
It was for your healing. It was for your physical healing. That's what it was for. When it says, by his wounds you are healed, I've looked, don't worry, I've looked it all up in the Hebrew, because you know me. I've studied it. I've looked it up in the Greek. Every biblical language you can think of, there's only three really in the scripture. I've looked it all up, and that literally means physical healing. It means physical healing, infirmities. What's infirmity? Infirmity literally means physical weakness, physical frailties of our human body. Jesus bore that all upon himself on the cross. So some people say, well, that's just talking about our spiritual healing. It's talking about being healed in your spirit. So it's not physical. Well, you know what? That is absolute rubbish because being born again is not a spiritual healing. People say, well, that's my salvation. No, it's physical healing. When you're born again, you're not spiritually healed. You're a new creation. You're, you're, God doesn't take your old man and say, okay, I'm going to heal your old man and renew it. No, no, no. He throws out your old man. It's crucified with Jesus Christ and you're made brand new. That's a miracle. Amen? Come on. It's not a healing. It's a miracle. So by his wounds we are healed literally means physical healing. Every physical infirmity. Cancer. Jesus bore cancer on the cross. MS. He bore MS on the cross. Blood disorders. He bore it on the cross. Colds. He bore it on the cross. Come on now. Diabetes. He bore it on the cross. Every sickness, disease, physical infirmity, Jesus bore that in his own body so you don't have to. (laughs) Jesus bore it so you don't have to bear it anymore. So those in here who who are sick, you're struggling with a physical infirmity today, those listening on YouTube, on live stream, Jesus bore it in his own body on the cross so you don't have to. That's the whole point of it. So you don't have to bear it anymore. Are you believing me? Good. Jesus at the cross, he dealt with the root cause of sickness and disease. He dealt with sin. So there was no sickness or disease in the garden. There was no physical infirmity. But when Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned, it brought the curse into humanity's experience. And the curse brought sickness and disease. Galatians chapter 3 says that he hung upon the tree. He hung upon the cross for us. He became a curse for us. So we wouldn't have to deal with the curse. Every single born-again believer does not have to deal with the symptoms of the curse today. Amen? And he dealt with the other issue that causes sickness and disease. And that is the devil. Jesus dealt with the devil at the cross. Colossians chapter 2.15 tells us that. He triumphed over the enemy. He triumphed over the devil. The devil's a fallen angel. He has a little bit of power, but he has absolutely no authority. No legal authority to use that power. We have all authority in Christ Jesus. And we have the power of God, the third person of the Trinity, Holy Ghost, living in us. Amen? Come on. Jesus dealt with the devil. He overcame the devil. Amen? So that's so important to understand. Good theology is really simple. Good theology is really simple. If it's bad, it's the devil. If it's good, it's from God. Okay? If it's bad, it's the devil. Listen to me. If it's good, it's from God. 
Because you, you, some people have been, been believing the lie, oh, well, this sickness, this infirmity, or maybe it's from God. That's absolute rubbish. That is the greatest crime that you can do to yourself is believe that. If it's bad, it's the devil. If it's good, it's from God. Amen? Amen. So that was point number one on the theology on healing is that Jesus bore it all so we don't have to. Jesus bore my physical infirmities so I don't have to carry them in my body anymore. Amen? Amen. Number two, physical healing is as much a part of salvation as forgiveness of sin is. Physical healing is as much a part of salvation as the forgiveness of sin is. So at the cross, he was pierced for my sin and the sin of the world. His blood flowed for the sin of the world. He was bruised, internal bleeding, for the iniquities of the world, my iniquities. And that brought what? Forgiveness. Forgiveness flowed through the blood of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness equals freedom from sin. That was the whole point. Freedom from sin. At the cross, by his wounds, by the stripes, the whipping of Jesus Christ, I am healed. So the whipping of Jesus, the physical, uh, the physical whipping, the stripes, bought our healing. Healing equals freedom from sickness. So at the cross, freedom from sin and freedom from sickness are equal. They're equal. Do you know... God wants you free from sickness and disease as much as He wants you free from sin. Hello. God wants you free from sickness and disease and physical infirmity as much as He wants you free from sin. How do I know? Because the cross purchased that. If He didn't want you free from sickness, then he, Jesus wouldn't have bore that on the cross. So the cross purchased our healing and some people will say, and this is how we approach it, we build great faith around salvation and forgiveness. And we say, well, yes, God wants me free from sin. And, and people will see someone who sins and they'll say, well, that's terrible. God doesn't want you to do that. But then when it comes to physical infirmity, then when it comes to a virus or cancer, or, or when it comes to something, in, something less serious in your body, we don't carry the same attitude. We don't say, oh, well, that's terrible. God wants you free from that. We begin to embrace it. We begin to tolerate it in our lives. God does not, everyone gets this, God doesn't tolerate sin. He doesn't want you to sin, so we shouldn't tolerate sin. Amen? But it, when it comes to sickness, we say, oh, well, I guess I just have to bear this. It's flu season. I guess I just have to go through it this year. Come on. God wants you to hate sickness and disease as much as you hate sin. Come on. God wants you free from sickness as much as you are free from sin. Amen. The worst thing you can do is embrace sickness and disease. He would hate it if you embrace sin. And we would, we would think, Lord, no, I'm not going to embrace this sin. If temptation comes along, if lust comes along and try to tempt a man, he's like, no, I'm not going to embrace that, a godly man. But then sickness and disease comes along. We have to have the same attitude. Say, no, I'm not embracing this sickness. I'm not embracing this physical infirmity today. Come on. Do not 
Do not, do not, do not embrace your sickness. It's not your sickness. It's not your disease. We don't say, well, well, I'm just going to let this sin rule in my life. Come on. Are we getting this? When I was talking about at the start of last year and about God speaking to me about healing, he also challenged me on this point. He said, Dean, you're not allowed to embrace it anymore. And embracing can look different in people's lives. But for me personally, he challenged me that when people say that they're sick or they've got a health problem, you have to do something about it. Don't just agree. Don't say, okay, oh, oh, oh. And maybe I haven't been great at that. I'm always trying to improve because you have to be on the ball all the time because it's incredible how many people get sick isn't it? But you have to be on the ball all the time. But God said to me, you are not allowed to embrace sickness. You have to go after this thing. You have to hate it. You have to resist it. You have to hate the devil and you have to hate sickness and disease. See, if the devil came along to you, you would never embrace him. You would never say, oh yeah, oh, how are you doing today? Yet sickness and disease comes along and, and we say, oh, how are you going? I knew you'd like that point. Point number three here. Your physical healing has already been provided for. Amen? Your physical healing has already, already been provided for. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says that Jesus Christ uh, bore, in his, bore our sins in his own body on the cross that we would die to sins and die to sin and live for righteousness. And listen up. By his wounds, we have been healed. By his wounds, we have been healed. Uh, I'm not an expert in grammar, but that's a past tense. Have been healed is past tense, is it not? Does everyone... Give me a show of hand who, who agrees with that. If there's any English teachers in here... Make sure I'm correct. It's past tense. That means your healing has already been provided for. This is an incredibly important point for our believing on healing, on the, what the Word of God says. Jesus Christ bore in His body all our sickness and disease on the cross 2,000 years ago. So God provided for your healing on the cross 2,000 years ago. It's the same with forgiveness. So We don't say, well, you need to continually ask God for forgiveness, do we? No, because he he forgave us at the cross. Your forgiveness was completely provided for in the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you sin, you don't ask God for forgiveness. You're already forgiven. Relationship is you come and you say, Lord, I've done this. I'm sorry. But you don't need to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is a debt owed and Jesus paid the debt. Amen? Yet when it comes to healing... People ask God to heal them. Bit of a brain teaser. You don't need to ask God to heal you. He's already done it. He's already provided for your healing at the cross. Amen? That's already been provided for. Well, I don't feel healed. Healing is your spiritual reality. All your provision is in the spirit realm. It's in the spirit realm first. 
You are seated with Jesus Christ in heavenly places. You have the same inheritance in the spirit realm as Jesus Christ has. I don't see Jesus in heaven sick. Jesus, his inheritance is divine health. So divine health is your spiritual reality. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, If the Spirit of, of, who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the Holy Spirit, lives in you, every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit in them, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life, 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 life to your mortal body. What does life look in your mortal body? Healing. It's health. That's life in your mortal body. You all have the Holy Ghost living within you. You all have the provision of healing already in your spirit. Your job is to partner with Holy Spirit for Him to show you how to manifest it in your body. But you already have it. You already have it. You already have it. I'll say it again. It's all yours. Your healing is yours. You've already got it. Come on. You've already got it today. So when people ask, when people say, well, is it God's will to heal? It's an irrelevant question. It's like saying, is it God's will to love me? He proved that at the cross. Is it God's will to forgive me? Well, he's already done it at the cross. Is it God's will to heal? Of course it is. It's ridiculous. He proved that at the cross. If it wasn't God's will, he wouldn't have put all the sickness, disease, infirmity of the world world on Jesus Christ. It's God's will. So if you're asking questions, and I'll be sensitive about this, but if you're asking questions, God, how come I'm not healed yet? God, can you heal me? If you ask those questions, maybe that's, maybe that's a reason why you're not healed. Because you need a revelation of the gift of salvation. If you're asking those questions, it means you don't understand that healing was already provided for at the cross. You're wanting God to do something when He's already done it for you. Jesus, He bore all our sickness, disease and infirmity in His body so we don't have to. Physical healing is as much a part of salvation as is the forgiveness of sin. So we need to build faith around that. That as I'm forgiven, so I'm healed. And physical healing has already been provided for. Amen? Divine health is your spiritual reality. Just as being loved by God is, just as being free from sin is. Amen? People can still sin. There's a lot of believers still in sin, but they're, they're, spiritually they're free from sin. 